Welcome to the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas, and this is the place where Kingdom Heirs go to be informed and inspired. So sit back, relax, and flow with me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Airflow Podcast. Uh, today, I've got some special guests with me. As you can see, I've got my my beautiful children who graciously decided to join me. Some were kind of voluntold, but they're here. Um, so we're going to start from oldest to youngest. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So, Sanai? I'm Sanai. I'm Trey. I'm Christian. So Sanaya is 18. She is a freshman in college. Trey's 15. He is a sophomore in high school. And then Christian is 11. He's a fifth grader. And the purpose of me bringing them in, and that's Ace that just jumped off the lap, but <laughs> the purpose of me bringing them into our podcast, to the podcast, and really just talking to them is Sometimes it's good to get a kid's point of view, um, to talk to our youth and really get an understanding for a lot of the things that we talk about regularly as adults. It's good to have those conversations and, and get, you know, the youth take on it. And so Sanai and Trey and Christian, they kind of represent, you know, different levels of, of you know, youth for us, for me and for my wife, uh, KK. You know, you've got college, high school, and then you know, you've got somebody who is, you know, just in elementary school still. So, you know, different levels, but different understanding and really try to get from them what our youth are experiencing. Because, again, they are, you know, they're not the future, they're the now. Um, so there's some topics that I wanted to talk to them about. We're just going to guide them. I haven't prepared them. I ain't giving them any questions. So they've been asking, what are we going to talk about or what you're going to ask? And, you know, they don't know. We're just going to flow with it because that's what we do. Um, but. You know, one of the questions I want to start off with all three of you and, you know, y'all can jump in and answer as, as you, you know, feel comfortable with it. But for the three of you, you know, think about what, what things motivate you in life right now. So we can go with any one of you guys who wants to start first. I'll start. Okay. Um, the things that motivate me in life is thinking about my future and how successful I can be in my future and just. I feel like a lot of th the things I do in college will um, prepare me for my future and prepare me for my success and just like the lessons that I learned in life. So, yeah, just my future is really what motivates me to keep going. Okay. Um, things that motivate me are my parents who support me every day and always try to help me get better. Um, with basketball, my sister motivates me just watching her and um, seeing the growth that she continues to have. And um, my grandmother who passed away um, before I was born, I always think of her and I try to have like something to fall back on. Yeah. Um, what motivates me in life is my present and how is it gonna affect my future later on? It's interesting. So, you know, as you said, you know, what, what you all said was pretty good. Um, you know, and I think you always should have something that motivates you and it drives you, whether it's a person, whether it's a certain goal. 
Um, and I think that is important for not just our youth to have, but even for adults to have, you know, what, what are those motivating factors? Um, so now you mentioned something about success and, you know, I'm going to piggyback off of what you said with success and, you know, what does success look like, or, you know, kind of ask you, what does success look like for you? you know, for you me, success is, um, like goals I set in my life, just like achieving those is success to me. And then. So what's some examples of goals that you want? Well, I want to start businesses and I want them to be successful to the point where I have, I can like support my future family, like my kids and, you know, not have to work under anybody like work for myself or have people work for me. Because I really I've always wanted to start a business and I want to have multiple businesses, not just one. And just seeing you and mom, you know, have businesses and it's starting to grow. That motivated me also. So it got motivated me too, not just my future sis, but y'all just seeing how y'all grow throughout the years and y'all pushing me to keep my head level and stay focused. That motivates me to keep going too. And just knowing like what we started from, like when I was younger and seeing where we are now motivates me because I know I can get through everything. Okay. What's success look like for you, Trey? Um, like when just like what if you look back in your life and if you're like looking ahead, looking out to the future, you know, you look back and say, okay, I want to be that that means I've been I'm successful in my life. What, what does that mean? Is it, you know, family? Is it, you know, is it, you know, properties, you know, um, businesses? Like what is success? Like if you look back at your life when it's that when you're older, like old, old. How would you would you say your life was successful? What, what were those things that that you would say? Okay, I, I was successful because I accomplished this, or I have this status, or I've done these things. Um, well, success for me will be accomplishing some of my goals, and a few of my goals are um, creating my own business to help charity, and um, not have to work under somebody and have that business and build off of that and supply my future family and my family currently. Um, another one of my goals is to uh, play D1 basketball and possibly go to the um, NBA. And yeah, that's, I would say that's my success. Okay. Christian, what's success for you? Um, to make my, one of my goals are to, start my own companies and give money out charity and to the people in need okay. for hard times okay and then success everybody has a different level of success i think you know what you guys are saying and and it's interesting because when i was growing up as a kid you know i grew up around a lot of people who success wasn't necessarily being a business owner, but it was going to college. And I'm not saying that's not a goal, but it was going to college, getting a degree, getting a job somewhere, working at, you know, you know, originally mine was to work at a car dealer, a car factory, car manufacturer, I should say, you know, being an engineer. And, you know, I was going to do that and retire one day and, and then live off of my retirement. And that was kind of how it was. That's how it was for, you know, a lot of the generation ahead of, of, of before me and your mom. And so it, it's interesting now because you hear a lot about, you know, a lot of what they're saying is entrepreneurship. And, you know, we've been talking to them when I say we, uh, KK and myself, have been talking to our kids just about ownership. 
Um, it's nothing wrong with working under somebody and learning work ethic and doing that, but eventually, you know, you should want to have your own and not be sort of the always the employee, but actually be the employer. You are the owner. You are the CEO and have that status because, you know, that helps produce freedom. So, you know, we do talk about that, but it's just interesting because if you think about this, if you would have asked me this question, you know, 30 years ago, I probably would have said, you know, what I said, you know, get an education, get a, you know, get my degree, go to, you know, get, get, you know, in a company somewhere, move up in that company, you know, make a certain amount of money and then, you know, retire with my family, wife and kids and, you know, white picket fence and a house and dog and all that stuff. Um, that was usually the traditional American dream, but it's suffer shifted. So I asked that question about motivation, success, uh, because I think it's just important for everybody to understand, you know, just to see, even for myself with my children, you know, just to kind of see what our, our youth are thinking about. Um, you know, for you guys, and it doesn't matter what order you go in to answer this, but what does money mean for the three of you? To me, money is, you always hear the saying, money doesn't buy you happiness. And I feel like that's true because you see a lot of, like people that are rich and they're still not happy. They become even more depressed when they have a lot more money than other people. But to me, money is important to me because I wanna be able to so support my family to where they can do the things that they desire to have and do in life. Mm -hmm. So I wanna, uh, money to me is just like, basically being able to be, I wanna be comfortable with not having a job. Like I wanna have, like I said, I wanna start a business and have income coming in from that. And also doing like investments and stuff. So I just want to I want to have different like ways of um, income, different streams, different streams of income uh, for my family, so I can support them to do what they dream to do and what um, support them and whatever they desire to have in their lives. So okay, that's all. Just not having to have a job where I have actually have to go into the office and work for someone else and not enjoying it. Okay. Money means to me like a great opportunity to do things for Frank, do things that people can't do sometimes and do the possible. So you think money gives you freedom? Gives me power. Gives you power. Okay. Good, good response, Trey. Um, when I think of money, I don't really think of it as like something you need to give you happiness. I think of it as like something you need to like help you grow and help your family grow and not just have it to go out and just spend every day and buy stuff because you might get money can help you get a lot of things but once you get all those things you can become depressed and yeah yeah i mean money I, and it's good that you say that you know christian said money gives you power um and that is true. And, and you know, as what is what does Uncle Ben say, Christian? A great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> so, you know, that's Spider-Man reference, but you know, with great power comes great responsibility. So money gives you power. Uh in some instances it does. It gives you influence or helps you gain influence of others. I think it gives you options. You know, when we talk about building wealth, I think. You know, and you hear a lot about what they've said about having businesses and things like that. You know, for us, it is really truly having the option to do things, to be able to do more. Um, and, and really, charity can start now. So, you know, Trey, you can start 
charity, charity doing stuff now with that. You know, you guys can start building businesses. And that's the beauty with kind of where things are evolving um, with the internet and just social media and just technology in general. Like now you can become millionaires, you know, in a flash. Um, so um, I kind of think that's going to take me into the next kind of segment I want to talk about because with this generation, you guys have been very influential in, in the tech space. We talk about technology, social media, and things like that. Um, you know, just for your day-to-day -day lives, you know, how important is access to social media to you and your friends and people that you hang around? Um, well, I don't get on social media as much as I used to, but I feel like social media gives you more opportunities to like socialize with people from like different parts of the world sometimes like parts of the world that you can't travel to in your day-to-day -day lives like you know and like i've met people in different states that i didn't know before obviously and you know it wouldn't just be easy to just drive up there so i feel like it's better for communication so you can just socialize with different people and learn more about different people from other parts of the world that you didn't know about before and stuff like that so and then you can learn, you can also learn things about like, just like, um, just about like society and stuff on social media, like Instagram that, you know, they always post things about different things that happen. Mm -hmm. Social media, I feel like Instagram is kind of like the news for like teenagers, basically. You <laughs> always find stuff out about it, like different things that you wouldn't like, because most teenagers don't watch the news like that. We go on Instagram to find things out and there's pages just for different things that happen every day. So it's basically it's basically like the news for teenagers mm, interesting. Okay. yeah i agree i use like for me i use snap snapchat to like socialize with um my friends like i text we send like snaps to each other basically like, pictures back to back we just talk about what we're doing and i get to talk to people from out, outside the country and I use Instagram. I use Instagram for like just to see like what's going on, like basketball or like what Sanai said, what's going on around the world because they do be posting stuff on Instagram about like news. And, you know, we don't have, we don't go on Facebook because Instagram is basically our Facebook. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Christian, you kind of knew the social media, but what's your take on it? I basically use Snap for, for like news too. I use I use Snap for um news about what's happening at school and outside the world. Okay, and you know, looking at just social media and technology, you know, back in you know when I was younger, we didn't have that, so we got all of our news from newspapers or actual news that comes on TV, and a lot of times. You don't you didn't hear about stuff that happened around the world as fast and as quickly as you guys do now. I mean, you know, the phrase is viral and stuff pops up and you hear news about something like the minute it happens. Mm -hmm. You know, now you find out that you can find out your favorite basketball player got hurt or something happened or this play or that. You, you find it all in an instant. So, you know, with the good in that, there's also the downside. Do you guys feel like having all of that knowledge and information, you know, at your fingertips so fast, do you think that it may have exposed you to some things that you probably weren't ready for at a young age? Yeah, there's certain things like COVID, like when COVID first hit, 
like you saw posts like a lot of people and a lot of like other pages posting about on Instagram and they would just post them back to back like just different like news like about it every day on Instagram and I was just like I thought it was crazy and it was kind of like suffocating just seeing all those like all that bad news on Instagram and stuff so just like just being hit with different bad news like back to back like every five minutes or even every day is just like suffocating sometimes and it makes you really want to take a break from social media so you won't find out about like five different bad news like all at once so you know yeah yeah like now I understand why you and mom didn't really let me and I get social media until we got older because y'all used to tell us like there might be some good stuff that you see on the internet, but there's also a bunch of negative things on the internet that you might see. So, yeah, that's what I think. Um, when COVID first hit, I was happy about some things, but how I didn't have to go to school. But then, <laughs> but then I got sad because then I couldn't see all my friends. And then now I actually get the opportunity to see them again. And it's great. Yeah. Um, that that was that's that's always the thing with social media. And again, just technology in general, you know. Um I, I use it, we all use it every day. Um, like you said, you guys are on Instagram a lot, Snapchat, you know, I use Facebook mostly, I use Instagram, but you have YouTube, I mean, you've got so many different avenues to find stuff, and you know, the purpose of you know, it wasn't because we didn't want you guys to get out there in social media. I mean, we didn't, but, you know, it wasn't. We wanted to wait until we thought you were ready to handle some of that stuff. Because even for adults, I think you talk to a lot of adults. Sometimes we have to take breaks from social media because there are times where things are just heavy, you know, and, and you know, it can really impact your mental state when you're always seeing you know, negative things, whether it's somebody dying, you know, getting killed, it's, you know, some, you know, violence, you know, um, just, and like I said, COVID, you know, that was a big thing. And it was talked about so much. Um, you know, I took, I took breaks during, especially yeah. in the COVID period, because that's when the, um, because when George Floyd, when that happened, that was during the COVID, like when we went to, um, lockdown right just around that time yeah yeah so all that all that protesting all that went i text i even text you like late at night talking about like how this is what this is making me sad seeing all this stuff happening yeah and i had to take a break from um i had to take a break from all my social media stuff and just just um focus on the positive yeah like i agree because like I, like a tracer like I used to get upset about not being like be on Snapchat or Instagram. Then once I got it, I was always on it. But then as I got older, like now I barely get on it. And when I do get on it, it's it's good things sometimes, but it's bad things sometimes. Like most of the stuff that I know now, I found out through Instagram. Yeah. And um, like when Kobe died, like that hit me hard. Like I don't know Kobe like that, but like he was one of the players I looked up to. And it was just like unexpected that he died and the way he died, it could have been avoided. But um, we find that me and Trey found that out through Instagram because I was driving back to the web. And um, Trey, this is around the time Trey was staying up there because the basketball season was going on. And um, Trey was looking on Instagram and he was like, dang, Kobe died. And 
I was like, this can't be real. And then when I got back to web, I looked on Instagram and the first thing that popped up when I opened it was like Kobe died. And then you kept scrolling, you just seeing a bunch of people posting Kobe dying, Kobe dying and Gigi dying too. And that stuff just hit me hard because like you don't have to know someone personally to like feel like grief for them or feel like emotional from their death. Like it could be someone you looked up to or someone that you didn't want to die so soon. So like, and after that, I had to take a break from Instagram and Snapchat because all you saw was people posting about it for like two weeks straight. And it, the next few days for me were hard when he died and when Gigi died because it was like someone that I like admired and looked up to. And it was right. like, I don't know, it just it hit me pretty hard as if I knew him personally. So, yeah, um, you know, and I was a huge fan of Kobe and stuff like that. I mean, in news of somebody dying, you know, I don't. I think social media obviously would help to sort of accelerate the the process of the hurt because then you start seeing all these images pop up and it's like you got pictures of him and Gigi and they, they got all these beautiful pictures that people are quickly putting together and highlights and clips and so you just get flooded with everything it's like oh my goodness um and trey trey brought up you know the george floyd stuff um you know and and that whole thing and and you guys are actually able to see a man die on the internet you know over and over and over again and those are the types of things that you know we can't really shield you from because the internet is so vast. I mean, it's hard because it, even news stations played it, you know, CNN had it. So it wasn't just, you know, necessarily just a social media thing. They were showing that scene happen so many times. And, you know, again, you do get sensory overload and it, it, it frustrates you. It scares you. Like Trey said, he texted me and he was scared, you know, which a lot of people were, I was afraid as a, as a black man with, you know, young black boys and even with, you and I, as a daughter, it was it was scary because it's like, man, you know, I don't know what happens. You're driving, Trey's about to be driving soon, you know. And, and it's not that I that I'm afraid of the police, you know. I don't I don't have this fear that police are going to do something to me because I don't do anything that's wrong, or I try not to do anything that's wrong. I should say. And I know there's times where a lot of people weren't doing anything wrong, you know. And we saw that with George Floyd. We've seen it in other situations, you know, and I know there's there's going to be times when you guys see things about, you know, racism. You see things about police brutality. And I always try to give you guys the, the understanding that, you know, police brutality, every police officer isn't bad. Every white, every person of a different race isn't bad, you know, but you have to stay vigilant and understand that there are people out there that are looking to do wrong um, and, and that don't mean you any good. So, you know, with that and seeing all those things, you know, how is social media sort of sort of shaped your view of the world in general? Um, well, there's certain things that makes me like, there's certain things that are posted that makes me think like maybe the world is like not as bad as I think. But then there's those days where you just see all the people getting killed for no reason and just all these other like real wide problems that are happening. It's like, this world is actually a crazy place. So it's just kind of a back and forth thing. Like, like when I go back to when Kobe died, like, I mean, that's not really like anything that was anybody's fault, but people can make up stories also. Like some people were making fake clips of like the, um, I mean, the plane like crashing and stuff. And 
some people were making fun of like making like funny videos making fun of the situation so yeah. it just lets you know that there's crazy cruel people in this world and then also seeing like the clips of george floyd getting shot and killed and smothered and everything like it makes you think this world is a crazy place but it, i like think to myself as long as i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing and following god then i'll be fine nothing will happen to me if i'm just you know being mature and like i said doing the right things then i shouldn't have anything to worry about just keep being the person that I grew up being, just keep being, like, just spreading love and everything. It should be fine. Yeah, I I don't try to let social media shape who I am. I just, when I see all the negative stuff on, on like, social media, I just try to, just, like, look at the positive. Like, how can I avoid that or try to, like, make it better? I just, I just don't let social media get to me. Christian, how do you... How's social media changed since you just recently gotten on it? How has that impacted your life? I, when I look on YouTube, I love about 2020. I see a lot of things on YouTube about how 2020 was a bad year. And how I'm saying that um, it was a bad year because all the deaths, uh, all the police things happened about George Floyd and Kobe Bryant, and then it just makes me sad, but then I realized some things that, I realized some things about, about um, social media and life. But that didn't change, that didn't change who I was. It just made me realize and maybe have more wisdom about things. Okay, it's a good way to look at it. I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't, I would hope that social media doesn't change any of your lives. I think, it, like you said, like all of you said, you know, it kind of gives you an idea of how things are. And social media isn't necessarily all about the real world because people say things, y'all heard people trolling. Some people just do that kind of stuff just because. You got people on social media who act, who act hard, you know, just because they know they're virtual. But if you see them on the street, they probably wouldn't say or do anything or they're not that kind of person in real life. So social media has been you know, a place that people can do and live a life that they wouldn't normally in the real world. And that's why, you know, it's really important. And I, and I talked to you guys about the metaverse and just understanding how things with the reality, you're going to have this virtual reality that you can live differently than what you live like in the real world and, and you know a lot of people are going to be investing a lot of time a lot of money in that in the future so um but yeah the shield that we put over you guys with social media was was that it was a shield to say you know we want to make sure you're mature enough to handle some of the stuff that happens um knowing that there are people out there that are going to purposely try to say things to hurt you, no matter how positive the situation was, there are always going to be those people that say something, you know, um, you know, trying to, you know, take care of, see all the protesting that you guys saw, you know, marching and all the things that happened. You saw the stuff from the presidential election and you have different people just, you know, there's a lot of separation um, in this country. And, you know, you guys, have, we, we've always had you guys in environments where, you know, it's multicultural. You know, you've never just been, you know, in a single environment where it's just all, you know, our people, African-Americans, or, you know, we try to have you in, in sort of a, a multicultural environment because there's knowledge to learn from each race. It, each race has its own 
special things culturally that they that they do and you know together through learning all that stuff is where we really grow so you know that's what we want to prepare you for the real world you know a lot of the stuff you see on social media it's it's overload um and that's why you know again that's why for me you know i i try to monitor things you know i i, I look and see what's going on i talk and i try we try me and your mom try to talk to you guys about that stuff because it's just it's important. Um, it's definitely important. So I want to make sure that you know I bring up social media because I know it's such a big part of what what the youth deal with today. And there's a lot of it. You guys have a lot on your shoulders, uh, more than what we had growing up. And now that my age group and older, you know, social media is just kind of you know where you guys say IG is your you know kind of your news. You know, you got and you guys are seeing worldwide news every second of every day. Uh, which is can be good and bad. Um, so I'm glad to hear that you're taking breaks from that, uh, which, which is a good thing. Um, speaking of taking breaks, you know, for this generation, and I'm actually happy that it's being talked about more, but mental health, um, you know, mental health has been, mental health has been around forever in terms of, you know, making sure that we should be taking care of our health and in the black community is something that's been kind of taboo, uh, meaning it's something that you don't really talk about. You know, if you go to a psychologist and I talked about this uh, with in another podcast that I did with Dr. Tanya McCoy, we talked about how, you know, mental health is, be, is viewed in the black community as kind of a bad thing, or if you're getting help with your mental health, that you're crazy or something like that. Um, and nowadays, you're starting to see a lot more people take their mental health into consideration. Um, and obviously, for the youth, you know, for, for the young folks, you guys have been sort of leading, I would say leading that charge and, and to a degree to say, you know, our mental health is important. Um, but let's talk about just mental health in general. What, what does mental health, I guess, in a positive and negative way, what does mental health mean, you know, to each one of you when, when somebody brings up and asks you about mental health as a whole? Um, mental health to me is taking time to wind down and make sure like, um, I guess making sure your mind is straight, making sure you're, um, level-headed because in, in focus, because sometimes like your mental health can be so bad. You can't focus on the thing, like important things in life. Like, you know, if you're in college or even high school, any level of school, like your mental health is so bad that you're failing. And you, you normally wouldn't fail, but because your mental health is so bad, you're failing all your classes, not finishing your homework, just not acting like yourself. And with sports, like you're not showing up to practice or when you do go to practice, you know, you're not participating like you normally would. You're not you don't have as much energy. You're not performing as well as you normally do. And and then um, you're just like kind of like closed off, you know, like I feel like depression comes with mental health because when you're mind, when you're not mentally healthy, you start being depressed and then, you know, you're not yourself and you're not taking care of yourself. You're not eating, you're not, you know, uh, cleansing yourself at all. It, that all has something to do with it. And mental health can um, be caught like bad mental health can be caused by many things. Like maybe people that you're surrounded with in your life that you need to uh, let go of, but you can't, or, just different situations that happened in your life. Um, I feel like there comes a point in time where everybody deals with bad mental health, but it's the way you approach it and the way you deal with it that helps you, you know, overcome it. 
but when you have a good mental health you're spreading positive light in everybody's lives and you're performing in school and not even just sports but anything that you like desire to do in your life you're just performing well you're putting your all into it and you're just you're acting like yourself like everybody would know that you're acting like yourself so I feel like mental health is very important and then sometimes like with mental health like people will start harming themselves and nobody wants anybody to harm themselves from bad mental health. So mental health is important because sometimes when you have really bad mental health, you get to the point where you're so deep in the hole, you do things that you can't control or you do things you normally wouldn't do, like harming yourself. Or a lot of people sometimes have such bad mental health and they can't get out of it that they just commit suicide and just take themselves out or they almost do it. So mental health is definitely very important. I feel like it's not talked about enough. It's starting to be talked about more and more, but I feel like it should be talked about and um, communicated with, especially young kids, even more now. So, yeah. Um, when I think of mental health, I think of all the negative and positive like things you're putting inside your body and like all the stress that you bring in that doesn't even need to be there and that can cause you to get depressed that's what i think about mental like there is a time there is a time for me in eighth grade when i first started web when i was just like in this stage where i was just i want to say i was depressed but i was just like not in it because i was like with school that was my first year going to a private school and having a lot more work and just staying up all night trying to finish the work I was just out of it so I would definitely say that what I said was right your mental health is important Christian what does that mean for you mental health when you talk about mental health I think about the things that um make people like like mental health health can cause a lot of things to people Sometimes it causes people depression, sadness, stress, being scared, and some people just and some people just get uh this end it and it all and it all just like somebody said some people end it all for themselves they commit suicide. Can I add something real quick? Yeah. Um, there are many points and times in my life where my mental health wasn't where I wanted to be, and sometimes I handled it really well, sometimes I didn't, but I. I realized the older I got and the more mature I got, like when I felt like my mental health wasn't good, I took time to pull myself to the side and kind of be alone to the point where I can like get myself refocused and um, so, to, so I don't get depressed and so I can focus with school and basketball and everything in my relationship with God and my relationship with my family. Because I know at times when my mental health wasn't bad and I got depressed, I was closed off. I would shut myself out of my room. I would never come out. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I just kind of like a, I was just kind of bringing like not a positive light into people's lives. I was just kind of like bring like a dark cloud in people's lives. I wouldn't say people thought that about me, but that's what I felt like I was acting like. Because um, I know when I tore my ACL and um, that just that moment and that period of time. And then even when I came back and was able to play my senior year, my mental health still wasn't good because with injuries comes like the mentality part because the mental part of injuries is way harder than the physical part and you'll hear a lot of people that got injured say that it's not just with your ACL but any injury that involves surgery of any type um because like with my mental health out like I was a little depressed because like when I was sitting out trying to recover everybody else in the summer was working hard and I couldn't control that but 
it was just hard because it's my last year of AAU and I didn't get to play a single game. And then when I came back to um, high school, my senior year, uh, I just felt like I was worse than everybody else. Um, I felt like I didn't bring any value to my team. And then I also, my senior year, I was dealing with people that I didn't need in my life. I was letting them dictate my mood and letting them bring me down and letting them dictate my mental health too. So now that I don't really communicate with those people or have those people in my life, I've noticed my mental health is a lot better now. I'm, I'm a happier person. I um don't stress and now that it also taught me a lesson because now I um when I feel like somebody is not worth me stressing over I don't even I try not to communicate with that person or I don't let them in my circle I kind of I keep my circle small now with only people that I'm comfortable with or people that I know I can trust and people that uh, keep my life positive so that's important I think you said a mouthful with all of that because you know that and that shows growth and maturity because even there are adults who struggle with that you know they struggle letting people go who are actually causing them um problems and stress you know sometimes it's family members sometimes it's people that's close to you and and you know being able to pull yourself aside and, and do some self-care some self-love um, that's important. And sometimes I don't think we, and I say we in the community, we, even in our family, we, we don't, we talk about, it, I think we talk about it enough. I think it's something that, that, you know, is important and everybody needs to take breaks. Everybody needs to have time to evaluate, but you know, the, the biggest thing is if, if you need help, ask for it. Um, because nobody wants to go through life feeling alone and sad and depressed. And, you know, there, there's always going to be times, I'm not saying that every day is going to be, you know, a happy day. There are going to be times when, you know, you're just going through, we all experience it, but, you know, your happy and joyful day should outshine the, the down times, you know, and it's human to have those down times. I want you to think, well, I feel bad today. That's not, you know, and I'm a bad person because of that. No, you're, you're human, but the thing is, are you bouncing back if you're just staying in that state all the time that's a problem and that's a big problem and i know this generation um you know you guys are, are really now there's a lot more thought being put into mental health there's a lot more conversation i'm hearing about in school about you know mental health you know bullying is you know because mental health bullying you know it's not just somebody at school messing with you now you got cyber bullying you got you know and that that's big um and with billions of people having access in and around the world you know um it's it's it can be a lot and sometimes you need some somebody to talk to professionally just to navigate through some of that so um i'm glad i'm glad you guys said that you brought up friends and people that you're around um you know I always say that, that the people that you're around are going to determine, you know, sort of your success in life a lot of times. Um, how do you guys look at when you evaluate somebody that's a friend? I know social media, everybody calls each other friend, you know, Facebook, it's a friend or, you know, somebody that you're connected with and say, I'm a friend with them on IG or you know, I'm a friend with them on Snap. But how important is it for you guys with the people that you're around that you really call your friends to really make sure that they're really truly somebody that is helping to build you and not somebody that's just because you're cool and you, you want to be you want to be around them you know you think that you have to keep that friendship going like how important how important is it to keep you know your friends sort of 
you know, like Sanaya said, limited to um, the people who are really helping you get better? Um, to me, friends should be people that are also people that you can fall back on and rely on. They should be people you can consider like a family, basically. Like they should always support you in anything you do. Um, they should never bash you or talk down on you. They should keep it real with you, though. That's important. Friendship, keep it with, real with you. Like you should be able to go to them or ask them for advice or talk to them about anything, and they're they're going to be honest about you. Like even if it's something you don't want to hear, they should be able to tell you the full truth and not sugarcoat it. Friends should never want you to go out there and look dumb. And um, and you'll hear a lot of people say like, um, uh, people can uh like basically transfer their spirits into you like bad spirits like not just relationships but even friends like they can put their bad spirits in you and then you're walking around with a bad spirit that you don't have that you didn't have before and that's real i mean it's it's real you see it it's really real and um i mean i know for me personally like i was friends with a few people that weren't bringing like i said any value into my life they were um they weren't supportive they all they didn't wish the best for me they always talking down on me, always talking about me to other people. And um, they they always wanted to be better than me. Friends should want you both to like be successful. They should never want to try to be better than you or compete with you, you know? Um, it's different with like, if you're all on the same team and you are competing for like maybe playing time or something, that's different because you aren't friends on the court, but off the court, like, I mean, it's not just with sports, but like they, um, you should always like want to grow together and not try to go against each other and try to look better or be better than that person, you know? So I just feel like friends should just be someone who has your back and supports you and always wants the best for you and people that you can talk to about anything and they keep it real with you, so. Yeah, that's exactly what I think a friend should be. I think a friend should be someone you can just always talk to about anything, someone who's going to support you no matter what. And, um, just, just somebody that you can, you know, like I said, call family, who's going to have your back throughout anything and, um, and just always be there for you. Yeah, they should never set you up for failure, so. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, that's good. I think you guys, are, especially as teenagers, you know, you're starting to experience kind of what real friendship means more and more as you grow. Um, Christian, for you, you know, friendship, you're still developing that understanding, but for you, what is what is having a friend or, you know, what does that mean for you as an 11 year old? Just having friends, like someone who has um, captured back in any situations, any bad situation that you have, any problem, if you have like, if you have like depression, stress, that they'll be there for you, no matter what. So at this age, do you feel like, do you feel like your friends at eleven and, and kind of the age group you're in, do you feel like you guys and, and girls have that uh, have the ability to help with those kind of things, like lift people up or lift your friends up at a young age? Okay, that's good. I mean. You know, again, everybody has different levels. I think the older you get, the more mature you get, the more your eyes are opened up. And, and so when I talk about open eyes, you know, with social media and just the internet, that was one of the biggest things. And I think for you, Sanaya, when you were, you know, being a firstborn, I think when you started seeing things more and more, I think that exposure to the world 
through social media and the internet, I think that sort of hurt you in a way and scared you because now then you started to see that the world wasn't this happy place that you felt like in the home um, and even in the school and things like that. And you started, you know, you started experiencing things where people were mean to you, no matter how nice you were, you know, and yeah. that, that bothered you so much. Because when I was younger, when I was little, I used to always call everybody my friends and always expected people to be so nice. I think the world was just such a happy place. People weren't like, they don't hurt other people. But then as I got older, um, I started to see the world for what it really was. Like when people, like when I was younger, when people used to tell me like, oh, I don't like you, or I'm my friends with you. Like I was never really mean to people. I always wanted to be friends with everybody. I'm still kind of like that, but now I'm not as sensitive. Um, but like when people would tell me, like like I said, they didn't like me or they didn't want to be friends with me, or even if they said they didn't want to talk to me in that moment, like they're like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm in a bad mood or something like that. Like it, I take it personal. Like I used to always let it hurt me way more than it should have. But mm-hmm. as I got older, like now I matured a lot to the point where like I don't really I don't really care for when I don't really care when people don't want to be friends with me. Like at college, you like I don't talk to that many people. Like I talk to the basketball team. I'm friends with a girl that I went to uh, Stewart's Creek with. Um, and then there's a few other people that I knew, but I haven't really like made new friends, friends like that. I mean, like I said, I kind of kept my circle small now that I really saw, uh, like my eyes are opened up now and I'm starting to see how people really are. Not everybody's the same, but you know, I just, I just had those few bad experiences and now I'm kind of like closed off more. I'm just strictly friends with the basketball team and a few other people. And that's really my circle. I'm not really looking to go out and go out of my way to make new friends. So, well, and I will say that, you know, one thing that I don't want you to have is this jaded perception of everybody is out to get you. Yeah. You know, I don't want you to be, because you said kind of closed off from new friends. And sometimes God will bring people in your life for a reason um, that you're supposed to have. So, you know, for all of you, you know, I want you to be, you know, be mindful of the people that you're friends with, but also don't be closed off from new people because there may be people that, you know, God, you may pray to God and ask for something and he'll send somebody that that is new into your life or, you know, for that reason and to help you to get to that next place you need to go. So um, it's definitely key. I mean, you, you have to kind of monitor, you have to see if people have your best interest, uh, but, you know, building relationships is important in life you know god put us on the planet to build relationships and to give his give you know spread the gospel of jesus that was our purpose you know and there's there's more distinct things that we're called to do but you know that's why so you don't want to be you know just some kind of you know person that's just off in a hole by yourself and you're not you know nobody can get to you you can't relate to anybody that's not the purpose well i don't mean closed off to the point where i'm not willing to make new friends i mean closed off to the point where like it takes a lot more for me to trust someone to like start calling them my friend or for me to get close to that person that's what i mean by closed off like i'm not as open like i used to be because when i used to just like this day I started like communicating with someone, I started calling them my friend and I'm not like that anymore. Like I started just learning how to trust people a lot more before I considered them a friend or before I started hanging out with them or trusting them. So yeah. I'm just saying like, it takes a lot more for me to trust someone now. And that's good. I mean, you, you have to guard yourself. You yeah. You got to guard yourself. You got to understand what you're worth. Um, and I say that to you guys all the time, you know, you guys have a value 
And you don't want to sell yourself short by trying to befriend somebody who, or groups of people who don't really care about you, but just to be in the in crowd, you know, and that used to be the thing when I was kid, you know, this is the, the cool group, they're the ones you want to hang around with, you know, and sometimes, you know, that's, that's not what I look for when I talk about friends. I want people who, like you guys said, I can trust. Um, people that I know, you know, if, if something went down, I know that they'll be there they, or they'll do what they can to help me. You know, that's why my circle is small. Mm-hmm. I don't hang out with a lot of people. I'm busy, you know, and we do hang out with people. You And you guys know this since you've been little. Like, we're very particular about, you know, people's houses that we let you go over. We're very particular about people coming into our house, into our space. But that's what I said. There are those spirits. You know, and sometimes it's family and close friends that you have to, you know, you have to kind of watch out for, especially if you're going to a different season of growing and such. So um, I want to touch on a couple of talk more, a couple more things and we'll shut it down. Um, you know, one thing that that, you know, I always want to to know and just to be a better you know, parent and, and just as an adult um how important is it to have open communication with your parents, grandparents, older family members, or just adults in general from, from your experiences, you guys' experiences as a youth? How, is it, how important is it to have open communication with, you know, older folks that you, that you trust? Um, um, I'm, I'm going to like answer your question as if it was like, I'm talking about you and mom. So I feel like open communication with your parents is very important, not just for like safety, but just so they know they can trust you when you're not like under their roof or under their care. Like, um, like us, like usually like when we go somewhere, we all, like we have life 360, but sometimes like y'all don't think to look on there or anything like y'all, y'all, I don't want, y'all don't want to feel like y'all have to look on there to know that we're safe or to know that we're doing something we're not supposed to do. So I feel like just us communicating, like just like where we're going or when we get, to wherever we're going or just y'all knowing like the area we're in is important because like what if something did happen y'all y'all need to know like where we were when it happened so y'all can get to us quickly and then um also with like the trust thing like if y'all have to find out that we're somewhere that we're not supposed to be or doing something we're not supposed to do y'all aren't going to trust us so open communication is just very important just to build trust and just for safety reasons to me um with open communication like i just like me you just had a talk about like a month ago of how i didn't used to like talk to you guys like whenever something was um wrong with me i used to just um shut you and mom out and even um snide christian actually just shut everybody out and not talk about like what was wrong and then i would just go and act like nothing happened and you you told me that and you just basically told me that like you know you and mom and Sonia Christian are always going to be there for me and that um never be afraid to share with you and communicate with you like how I'm feeling because you know that y'all wouldn't judge me y'all just try to help me and and um same thing for you know your friends you should always um you should always be ready to um talk to somebody because they could be going through the same thing you're going through 
and they can possibly try to help you too. So um that I'm just now I'm just now learning to like actually talk about how I'm feeling instead of honing in because I used to Sanai tells me I do that a lot and my friend some of my friends that I talk to um tell me that I do it sometimes. So I'm just now starting to learn like open communication with um y'all and then my friends. Yeah, I want to add on to what Trey said because what he said is very true. Like, um, I I didn't think about that part, like communicating your feelings with your parents and stuff, not hiding it from them. And because like Trace, like like Trey said, like I used to be the same way and I still kind of am the same way where I don't tell people how I feel. Like when I'm feeling a certain type of way about someone or a situation or just kind of feeling not like myself, I don't communicate that. I kind of like close myself off and Obviously, my parent, my own parents, and my siblings would know when I'm not acting like myself because we grew up with them and everything. Mm-hmm. So they know when I'm not myself, and they even sometimes they tell me before I even realize I'm not acting like myself. And sometimes I think I'm just acting like myself. I'm just a little down, but they'll point out certain things that I'm doing that's not like me. And I feel like before it gets to that point where they have to tell you you're not acting like yourself, you should communicate with them like. You should be able to trust your parents enough to communicate with them when you're feeling a certain type of way so they know like, okay, she's going through something or she's feeling some type of way. So she's just not, she just don't have an attitude or something or she's just not feeling like she don't want to be around people. Like let them know how you're feeling so they know that something's going on with you. Yeah. And um, and your parents should always let you know that they're there for you so that you can start to feel more comfortable being able to go to them. Like even Trey, Trey and Christian, like not really Christian because he's 11, but um, when he gets older, I'll be able to talk to him. Um, Trey's 15. We're not that far apart, only three years apart. And yeah, he's younger than me, but I could still go to Trey about a lot of things um, that normally people wouldn't go to their younger sibling about. I always can talk to Trey about certain things because he can relate to me. My parents can also relate to me too, because they've been through a lot of stuff that I'm going through. They might not, and some of the things that they haven't been through, they can still relate because they're adults. They've seen, they've probably seen it before. So you know, my brothers and my parents can give me advice on things that I'm going through in certain situations that I'm going through and battling and just tell me how to get through it or just let me know that they're there for me so I don't feel alone because feeling alone is important. Like, you don't want to feel alone like you don't have anybody because then it'll just make the process longer. Um, So having that support system is important because it can really shorten the time that, you know, you're feeling alone or down and not like yourself. And also, like, um me not me um being the type of person that used to just hold in my feelings and made it harder as I got older to communicate my feelings before I didn't feel comfortable doing it or I felt like people wouldn't listen because I didn't talk to many people and um so I just it was it's just hard it's still hard for me now but I I do it a lot more like I communicate my feelings a lot more now without having to be forced to because I used to have to be forced to to the point where I would start crying because I didn't I was scared to do it and nobody I can't blame anybody for making me scared to communicate my feelings. I kind of did it myself because I just had that personality that just shut myself out when I was feeling some type of way because I didn't like to hurt people's feelings about how I felt about them or I just didn't want people judging me. And um, but yeah, as I got older, I got closer. I got a lot closer to my parents and my brothers and it made it easier and better for me to communicate my feelings and stuff. So communicate your communicating your feelings is very important because um, you can get things off your chest. It also helps you feel better, like a brick is lifted off of you. So that's just how I feel about communicating with people. Okay. Christian? How I feel about open community is basically... Communication? Like open, <laughs> open communication is that, um, that 
You need open communication, especially with your pants, because then you get caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. If, if, you're, if you're like, if there's a shooting, a school shooting, there's robbery, you get caught in the wrong place, wrong time, and you can get arrested. And get arrested for no reason. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> but what is like? Christian, you're you're good at communicating when there's you're definitely good at communicating with things that you you want some certain mm -hmm. things and you, you don't communicate with everybody, but <laughs> communicating when you're down, when you're feeling bad, like do you feel like that's important to be able to do that with your parents and, and you now you know being the youngest with your older two siblings? Yeah. Do you feel comfortable in doing that? I feel comfortable in communication with my siblings. Okay. <laughs> it's fine, right? Um, yeah, communication, I have to admit, sometimes, you know, as a parent, I'll just say for me in particular, and I've shared this before on the podcast, you know, you have this vision for your kids and they're supposed to do this, 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 and this. And, you know, when they don't do that, then it's like they're deviating off of your plan. And then, you know, I would get upset and frustrated, like, no, they need to do this and they need to do that. And they're not doing it. And so I wasn't the best at creating an environment of openness to come and talk. And then I had to get to a place and say, you know, I remember when I was all of their ages and I, you know, and I know the world is different now, but some of the same stuff is still there. Um, and, you know, I would rather for them to be able to come to me and have conversations about things that are bothering them and go to other people that are going to teach them the wrong thing and lead them down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. So I had to change my mindset and make sure that I'm making myself open and available um, you know, because I, I didn't want it to be one of those things, well, they're not going to go to my wife and they're not going to come to me because we have similar but different perspectives, you know, especially me being a man, you know, my boys want to, may want to get a certain perspective, you know, from a man. And then my daughter may want to get a perspective from me, you know, of, of, you know, dealing with, you know, growing up and, you know, being a young woman and, and dating and all that stuff and, and want my perspective. And, you know, I want them to be open to do that. And I think that's important. Um, and just make myself not only available, but, you know, use me. And sometimes, it's, you know, I have to learn just to listen, you know. Um, I can't solve all my kids' problems. Um, and so I always lead them and they'll tell you, you know, and this is the last thing we're going to talk about is when we talk about faith and spirituality, I always lead them back to, you know, there's going to be times where I may miss the mark, mom may miss the mark. We're not going to always be here, but God will always be here. Um, and so, you know, I want to talk about that because, you know, you all, all three of you have been raised, you know, being in church. Um, but I've always preached, you know, about you guys having your own relationship. I didn't want you to, to just serve God and love God because I said so, or mama said so, or because you saw the people doing it. I wanted you to have your own relationship and experience the joy that comes from that so that, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, we're all human. I, even me as your father, I don't know everything. I, I missed the mark. And when that happens, you know, you guys got to know that you've got somebody that you can go to. So how important through good and bad times, how important is faith 
and your relationship with with God to you guys? Um, to me, I think it's very important, and I've seen it personally in my life how important it is because, like I said, like there's times where I've been in the dark place and um, and I felt like I didn't have anybody, and that's normal for you to feel like you don't have anybody when you know you do have a good support system, but you're just so caught in your emotions that you feel like you don't have anybody. You even forget about God. But um, as if, especially as I've gotten older, whenever I feel like I'm about to be in a dark place or I'm dealing with a situation, and my parents tell me all the time, they're like, talk to God, um, leave all your worries with God, let him take the will because, you know, there's certain things that you're stressed about that you shouldn't even be stressed about. If you just leave those worries with God and leave those situations with God, he'll handle it and make the situation better or just completely take it out of your life. And um, and it don't even got, it don't even have to be like bad situation situations. It can be even be um, good things that you want to happen in your life, and you just talk to God about it. Ask Him, you know, um, ask Him to bless you with those things. But you also got to be obedient. You can't, you know, you cannot follow God and listen to Him and pray and talk to Him, and then all of a sudden you want something. Um, you want something to happen in your life, and then all of a sudden you're begging Him, you know to um, make it happen, you have to, you have to consistently talk to him, you know, talk to him about certain things, talk to him about how your life is going, just ask him for guidance and, um, and, uh, like my, um, when I tore my ACL, I was always talking to God, asking him to get me through the situation because there are times where I felt like I wasn't going to get through it. And I was, I talked to God and now it made it better for me. I mean, I had hope and I had faith in him that he was going to get me through it. And, um, and just, I just feel like always talking to God is important. You got to always have that relationship with him because it'll make you, it will really make your life easier. Um, the first thing I do when I pray is I, I always, um, repent for my sins. Um, even if, you know, I feel like I didn't do anything wrong that day, you always repent for your sins. I always do that. It don't, it don't have to be just for that day. It could be just repenting for your sins anytime, um I also thank him for waking me up I thank him for blessing me to be able to walk on this beautiful earth that he created I also thank him for keeping me healthy keeping me alive keeping me happy and keeping my family safe I always ask him to keep my family and my friends safe I always um I always thank him for waking them up too not just me but waking them up and I always just pray for everybody not just myself I always make sure I pray for everybody not just close people but people that I may not know um distant family um I pray for especially for my family in this house and um I pray for my boyfriend and his family because <laughs> I pray for his family and um you know I just pray for my future that he keeps my keeps me level-headed and he just guards my heart and my decisions and then guards my mind and everything I do so that's what I do and it, it it's helped me like I'm I'm happier than I've ever been and um, I've definitely matured from that, and I just realized that I went, I go to bed every night at East knowing that, you know, he's protecting me and my family, so. Chef, she threw that boyfriend in. Go ahead, Trey. Um, for me, um, like what my dad said, him, him and my mom are not always going to be able to, like, I wouldn't say help us, but help us solve the problem all the way if we have a problem. And so what I do, I just I just pray like every every problem that I have, I just pray and ask God for guidance and 
like if I have a test at school or something, I always I always text my mom talking about mom, I'm nervous for this test. She'll text back, did you study? Yes. And she, and then she'll just be like, well, pray. She that's her answer for everything. Just pray and ask God for guidance. And that's what I do. Literally every single problem I have or struggle that I'm having, I just pray and ask God. And I just pray after school when I come home and before I go to bed, I just pray and thanking God for getting me through the day, coming home safe, getting my family home safe, my friends and and um yeah, God is really an important part of my life and one of the reasons why I'm still going. Can you say a question again? <laughs> God, how, how important is your relation, your faith and relationship with God in your life? My relationship is very good with God, especially because when I was a little baby, I almost died because I had kidney failure. I thank him. I thank him. I thank him for keeping me alive and not dying. And I thank him for making me the prophet <laughs> too. I pray to him every day and I thank him for waking me up and thank him for having a good day too. I pray I pray a lot of things for God. Yeah, you have God for a lot. <laughs> but that is good. You're supposed to take it to God and you know tell him tell him what you what you what you need. He's already got it for you. You just gotta believe for it. So um well this is good. You know, I I I wanted to do this. I've been thinking about this for a while, and I think God put it on my heart. I'm like, well, now we're getting to the end of the year. Kids are wrapping up school for the semester, for this, you know, for going Christmas break, and I want to take an opportunity to pull them in together. So I appreciate you guys joining. Um, you know, I know it, I was looking at our faces. I'm like, this is such a serious discussion. Like everybody's kind of like, you know, <laughs> and we. We aren't always like this. Um, we get goofy and, you know, I had to get them settled and focused before we started because um, Christian was being Christian and, you know, was, everybody had a case of the giggles. But, um, you know, I wanted to do this, like I said, with the young, I call this the young heirs because, you know, they are not only heirs of us family and they're going to inherit what me and KK have. Um, but they're also heirs of the kingdom and you know this is airflow podcast so you know these conversations are important you know have, being able to sit down with your family with um you know with your kids and just youth in general whether you have kids or not you know you're it's good to hear from them because you know there's a lot of knowledge and there's a lot you can gain in understanding and it helps me to make sure that hey are, do they understand what we're saying are they listening to us um, you know, because we can talk a lot, we can say a lot as adults, and and, and I, I mentioned this a while back that I had to go from a place where I was talking at my kids, or you know, or at youth, and talking, and, and go to a place where I'm talking to them, and there's dialogue going back and forth. It's not just a one way conversation. Um, and so again, that's part of my growth and development. And there, there's some things that I'm, I'm very bullish on. I'm like, no, this is you know, this is how it's going to be. But then there's times where it's like, you know, I can't be like that. I have to hear from them at least and get their understanding of the situation. And from there, you know, try to help guide and move, you know, and, and you know, we have rules and regulations. This isn't one of those households where, 
you know, they can do and say whatever they want and it's all good, but we do want to give them a safe space to be able to talk and communicate certain things to us. So um, again, I'm appreciative of all of them. Um, you know, this is the first time I kind of had this many people on the podcast. So, you know, uh, I know the sound quality might be a little different. I'm hoping everybody can hear us clearly. Uh, I'm definitely going to update the setup a little bit because I think these kind of conversations need to happen a lot more. And I want to bring, you know, them on here, maybe sometimes individually for different kinds of um, for different kinds of topics. But, you know, I just thought it was good, you know, to, to talk to them and bring them on board and, and you know, get them out there. Um, and they were they did well. Like I said this wasn't rehearsed. This, this was just us sitting down and, and flowing with it. So I told him, I said, we're just going to flow. I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to throw some topics out there. We'll talk through it and see what happens. So they did a good job. Uh, we'll, we'll have them back on the podcast again. So as always, I appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, and remember that, you know, as a kingdom heir, you were created to flow. And even it doesn't matter how young or old you are, you are an heir of the kingdom. You've given your life over to Christ and you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He died for our sins. Um, and, and you are forgiven for that. So, you know, just remember as an area you're created to flow. So flow on. See y'all later. Peace.